0: Hi friends, it's Lisa Mason Ziegler, your host here on the Field and Garden Podcast. Thank you so much for deciding to make the choice to join me today because I know you have lots of stuff to select from and friends, I don't think you'll be disappointed because today we are taking a listen to the replay of the Florist and Local show hosted by Ellen Frost of Local Color Flowers. That's a design studio located in Baltimore, Maryland. And her studio only uses locally grown flowers, y'all. It is um, a really an amazing business model, which she um, has built over the last 13 years. And so Ellen hosts this um, show over on Clubhouse called Florist Buying and Local, and she covers all kinds of topics, um, really aiming to touch florists and designers that want to become a part of this, you know, domestic flower um, cut flower growing groups, um, and because that's what Ellen's niche and she's tapped her business in on, so. Today, Ellen is talking about local flower co-ops, different ways that local growers are one of the ways, but that way has many different ways. Does that make sense? You'll understand when you hear her um, her chat that co-ops are um, a way that local flower farmers can sell their flowers. And it's um, kind of becoming familiar with this, will really help your designers and your florist. And if you're a flower farmer, guess what? You may learn a new way to sell your flowers from this. So let's take a listen to Ellen as she talks about local flower co-ops.
1: All right, everyone, it's 8 a.m. Let's get started. Uh, my name's Ellen Frost. I'm the owner of Local Color Flowers For those of you who don't know us, we are a floral design studio located in Baltimore, Maryland, and we source all of our flowers locally. I'm also a course creator and an online instructor for the Gardener's Workshop. And my course, uh, Growing Your Business with Local Flower Sourcing is offered once a year to help florists and designers, farmer florists, even farmers who dabble in design, take their businesses to the next level with local flower sourcing. And registration for that class opens November 5th, people. That is only 45 days away. Um, And then it starts in January. So if you're interested in learning more about local flower sourcing, I hope you'll check out our class. You can go to the Gardener's Workshop to learn more. Uh, If you're interested in learning more about the work we do here in Baltimore, you can find us on Instagram at localcolorflowers. And then just recently, we have created a dedicated Instagram called Florist Buying Local Flowers, and a Facebook group called Florist Buying Local. So there's lots of ways to connect with us. And Jesse said just to note that um, this, um, this discussion is going to be recorded. So if you jump on to talk, uh, you will be recorded. Um, Jessie's here to help. She can tell you a little bit about what her role is and how she's going to facilitate
2: Hi, everyone. I'm here to help Ellen out with the discussion today. One of the things that I like to do is offer people an opportunity to ask questions uh, without uh, the need to raise their hand. If for whatever reason uh, you're not wanting to come up and ask your question, uh, you're more than welcome to uh, text it to me using Clubhouse's back channel feature that is at the bottom right hand corner it's the paper airplane icon if you click on that and type my name in um, you'll be able to find me on there and send me your question via text message and um, then i can ask one once we get to the questions portion i could ask the question on your behalf wanted to let everyone know as well that um if you are not in uh, ellen's club here on clubhouse Uh, the florist buying local club it's that little uh, green house icon at the top of the screen there if you click on that and join the club then um, each time she schedules a chat you'll receive a notification so that you can schedule to listen Uh, I think that's it for now so um, I'm looking forward to a good discussion thanks
1: all right, everyone, I am going to talk today a little bit about local flower co-ops. Um, I thought it was a good week to do this because we've had a couple questions about co-ops. And also, um, we had we work with a co-op right now called Monocacy Valley Co-op, and they gifted us a couple buckets of flowers this week um for us to design with so that we could help them promote the services that they offer and show off some of the local flowers that we have in our region and so um they were on my mind this week and i thought it would be a good time to um, start talking about local flower co-ops and i'm using the word i want to let you know i'm using the word co-op today very loosely So a co-op is an actual legal structure and some of the groups that we work with do have the legal structure of co-op. But the way we're going to just talk about it today is um, sort of a way for flower farmers to sell their product together. Um, And that can take lots of um, forms. So we have bought from lots of different Um, co-op structures or joint selling structures. So there is the idea of sort of informal growers selling or delivering together. So we have that situation here in our region, two farms, Hill and Homestead and Two Boots Farm. They're separate farms. They market their stuff separately, but they deliver together to DC. So Um, It's about an hour, over an hour drive from Baltimore to D.C. And they decided that it didn't make sense for them both to be driving that long distance. So even though designers buy from these farmers separately, these farmers deliver together. So that's one example of sort of selling together. Um, Another way is to have, you know, a formal co-op like we buy from, two formal co-ops right now, the Monacacy Valley Co-op or Old Dominion um, Co-op. These are a group of growers that sell together. So they have one availability list, but they don't have any space. So they're not um, all together at a location. They're just all on their own farms. They send an availability list out, they sell together and they deliver together. Um, there are co-ops that have formal spaces together, like the Seattle Growers Wholesale Market. That is a group of growers who got together not only to sell together, but to physically be in the same location together. So a designer can come to one location, similar to going to a wholesaler, um, and buy from lots of growers at that one location. Um, there's also uh, a place, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, there's uh, Rooted Farmers. They are an online uh, marketplace for farmers to sell flowers and designers to buy flowers. And while they're not a formal co-op in the sort of traditional sense, they are a platform for designers to buy from lots of growers in one place. Um So those are just a few of the forms that we have experienced. I'm sure there are lots of other creative um, situations of farmers growing together. Um, And there are benefits, right. For growers to sell together. Um, It allows small growers who might not have enough product or might not have enough clout to sell to bigger customers. Um, And so that's a good way to, excuse me, maybe get your foot in the door with a designer or florist customer. Excuse me. Um, additionally, selling together allows growers that might be geographically far away from their customers to um, to service a, a geographic area that might be too far for them to do alone But if they are jointly selling and jointly delivering, that might make better sense. Um, The example that I gave of Maya and Elisa delivering together to DC um, means that they are not duplicating services. So another one of the benefits to a grower to sell as part of a co-op is that you don't have to duplicate services like delivery, like marketing, like billing. You can sort of get in um, on that, with other growers, and sort of spread the burden out. And then one other thing I would say about the benefits of of the benefits of selling together for farmers is that you are, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you like it or not, you are competing um, with wholesalers for florists' business and the wholesalers really make ordering very easy. You can order online at any time of day or night. You can pay online any time, day or night. You can um, get almost anything you need, and that goes for flowers and for hard goods, in one place. So it's very easy for florists to buy from wholesalers and one of the things that designers often say about buying locally is that logistically, it's very challenging. There's lots of growers. There's lots of logistics. Um, selling as part of a, ho- a co-op or a, sort of a group sales effort puts you on a little bit more equal footing with a wholesaler, makes you a little more um, desirable to a florist, if you will. Um and there are co-ops popping up all over the country. There are, are just every time you turn around. We have several in our region. Um, I know that they are they are becoming more popular and really um, are available throughout the country. And if you are a farmer listening, um, I know that the ASCFG. If you're not a member of the ASCFG, I guess I'm just going to say this every week because they have so many resources. If you're not a member of the ASCFG, the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers, you should really consider joining. Um, they did in the Cut Flower Quarterly, starting in the summer of 2020, I believe. They did a four-part series on cut co- flower co-ops, and the the series was called "Cut Flower Cooperatives Stronger Together." And this was this really laid out. If you're a farmer listening and you're thinking, "Oh, maybe I would like to do this," or my farmer friends and I might be interested. It really laid out um, this four-part series on how to get started with a flower co-op. So um, definitely do check that out. So for us, we have been buying from co-ops. We started, our the first co-op we bought from was in 2013, um, the Capital Flower Growers. That was 2013 to 2015. That co-op existed for three years. And it was a, um, group selling effort by three farms. Um, Wollam Gardens, who we still buy from. Um, Dave Dowling and Farmhouse Flowers, who, you know, Dave has moved on to um, flower selling and teaching and other things, but he was a flower farmer for many years and we did buy from him. Um, and he became part of this this joint selling co-op, Capital Flower Growers. And then Barbara Lamborn, who is Greenstone Fields. So these three growers got together and It was great for us because we had been buying from each of them separately, and buying from them together made things a lot easier for us. Um, It also, I think, made things easier for them because many of the customers that they had were buying from each of them. Um, Currently, we are buying from two co-ops in our area, like I said, Monocacy and Old Dominion. Uh, They're both great. We're both, we're really grateful for them. and there's really a lot of benefits to designers being able to buy from groups like this. Um, it allows us to access way more product than we would be able to access um, if we were trying to buy from these farmers separately, sometimes because of size. You know, if a grower is just very small, it's difficult for a designer to buy from them because they don't have a lot of availability. They might not have consistent availability. Um and also the location of the grower. We have a grower that is part of the Monocacy co-op, Petal Patch. They're a great grower. Um, We bought from them a couple times years ago. um, And I think we both realized that it was not a good fit logistically. They were, you know, over an hour away. They were a small grower. And even though they had specialty crops that we really liked and we really wanted, they didn't have enough product at that time to make it worth it for them to drive all the way here just for that order. So now that they are part of the co-op, we're able to access their product without them having to, you know, come to Baltimore for a small order. Um, There's also benefits for us on saving time administratively. So um, if we are getting one availability list instead of 10, Um, that really cuts down on the amount of time that we have to shop around or look at, you know, a dozen availability lists and pricing and piecing together orders. It really allows us to um, cut down on time. And if you are like me, you know, time is really, um, time is everything. We are very busy, especially during this season, fall season, wedding season, Um, So anytime we can cut down on our administrative time, the better. Um, Additionally, if we can cut down time on deliveries. So if you can picture, we um, we are a floral design studio. So we're not a retail shop. We don't have regular hours. And we don't always have people in the shop. Our designers work sort of odd hours when they need to, to get the work done. And if we are waiting around for deliveries from 10 different growers, That means I have to pay somebody to be there for, you know, several hours or more to meet those growers. But if we are buying from 10 growers as part of a co-op and there's only one delivery, that really cuts down on on the time that we have to commit to being there for deliveries. And that's huge. For a designer, that's huge. Um, So these are some of the benefits for the designers. And I think it's important for the growers to understand that um, because those are selling points, right? Um, I think some of the challenges that we still see with, with co-ops, and even though, you know, they make our lives much easier, we love buying from them, um, you know, it takes a while to get the kinks out. Um, it takes um, some time to fine-tune what you're offering. And so um, one thing that is still challenging for us is co-ops that, while they may be selling together, they are still billing separately. So I get it. Don't, I mean, I want to be very clear. I understand, I'm very close with these growers. I understand why they choose to do this. Um, But for us, for the designer, that still um, still adds to our administrative time. And like I said, time is of the essence. So we um, may be able to buy from the co-op together, but we're still getting 10 different invoices that are requesting payment in half a dozen ways. Some people you can pay online. Some people want to check. Some people um, want you to pay through PayPal or Square. There's just lots of different um, ways of billing. And so that can be um, challenging for a designer. Um, another challenge I think that co-ops should think about when they are selling to florists is the quality standards that the group has together. Um, and I mentioned this because it's something, quality is something I'm very passionate about. And actually, um, Laura Beth Resnick and I of Butterbee Farm are working on a, a quality class together, um, which we hope to be offering in 2022. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but, Quality is really important to designers. It's one of the most important things for us, especially as wedding designers. And when you have lots of growers selling together, there's going to be different quality. Um, There just are. So I can give an example of um, a a crop that we bought years ago from a co-op. We bought tulips, sort of height of tulip season. And so for us, we order from the co-op and we say we want 200 stems of tulips. So behind the scenes, all those growers, you know, get together to figure out how they can get 200 tulips together. And because these are oftentimes small growers, it's not like one grower has 200 tulips. One grower has 20, one grower has 50, one grower has 100. You know, they're pieced together. And so what happened um, was when the flowers got delivered, what we noticed is that there were a wide range sort of quality um, on that product. So for one, there was a huge variation in height. So some of the tulips were, you know, 12 inches tall, some were like three feet tall, um, And that is partly because of variety and partly because of how the farmer grew and harvested their tulips. So if you went to a wholesaler, you're not going to be getting, um, for the most part, you're going to be getting a standard product. This is, and I know, buying local, one of the benefits is not getting a standard product. But um, it's important to note uh, if you are selling a product that may come in a variety of heights that you Maybe give the designer a heads up on that. Um, another thing that we saw was some of the flowers had their bulbs on. some had their bulbs off. Um, and so again, that was that was a sort of difference in quality. We also saw that some of the tulips came dry, dry delivered, so just wrapped in paper out of water. Some came in water. Some came in water with the bulbs on, some came in water with the bulbs off. So this was all in the same order. Um, it would be like if you ordered, um, I don't know. Uh, it's just, I, I can't even think of an example. It's just not the way if you ordered 200 tulips online from um, Costco. They wouldn't all come in different heights, in different wrappings with bulbs on, with bulbs off. Um, and then I think the last thing that we saw was that some were harvested you know, closed with just the color cracking, some were harvested fully colored and open. Um, so it's important I think as the farmers who are part of the co-op to be thinking about the the customer and the expectation of the customer um, and thinking about quality standards that you can put in place within the co-op to make it easier for a designer. Um, And then I think another challenge that we see with co-ops, which I think is getting certainly better with with the co-ops that we buy from now. um, But I think overall, this is just sort of a general, general observation is that many farmers that sell within co-ops are also selling flowers in other ways maybe at markets maybe to grocery stores maybe at farm stands at other places um, and sometimes we will get an availability list from a co-op and even though there are lots of farmers involved the the availability the options, the quantities are still really low. Um, So two bunches of this, three bunches of this, four bunches of this. Um, The benefit, you know, the desire from the designer is to buy from a co-op so that you can get larger quantities of things. Um, But we still sometimes see small amounts of product on those availability lists. And partly that's because the co-op may not be the grower's priority. Um, It may not be the way that they want to sell most of their flowers. They may be using that as a way to um, move product that didn't sell in another way. And I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I am a designer that expects high quality standards and is looking for a large number of stems. Um, I want uh, the grower to prioritize selling to the co-op over other ways so that we are getting the best product available. Um, So I just think it's important for the co-op to figure out, um, you know, what is the priority? Um, Are you putting your best product out there? Um, Yeah, so those are some of the challenges. Um, Overall, I would say our experience with buying from co-ops has been awesome It has made our life easier. It has allowed us to use product that we wouldn't otherwise have. Um, And I would strongly suggest if you're a designer to be reaching out and trying to build relationships with the local flower co-ops in your area. Um, It has been, you know, a really great experience for us. So, um, as I've said a million times before, I could talk a long time. Um, But I would love to get some questions, some comments um, from people in the audience. Are you buying from a co-op? Are you part of a co-op? Let me hear from you about your experience. Let me hear your questions. Let's um, get this party started. Let me hear from you. All right, who's out there that's got a question or a comment?
2: Just as a reminder for anyone uh, who may have joined late, um, you're more than welcome to um, hit the hand button at the bottom of the screen there and come up to the stage and ask a question. Uh, If for whatever reason you're not wanting to do that but you have a question, you can also text it to me and I can ask it to Ellen on your behalf. Use that paper icon, uh, paper airplane icon at the bottom there and send me um, a text message of your question and I'll be happy to get it on for you. Thank you.
1: All right, anyone have any questions, comments? Raise your hand, send Jesse a text. Anybody out there thinking about starting a co-op? All right, here we've got somebody.
3: Hi, Anne. Hey, Ellen. Uh, this is a great discussion. Uh, I, as a grower, uh, it'd be something I'd really love to see us do. However, in the meantime, uh, this is how we sort of handle our co-op. First of all, the florists that I service, we do make a point when we go in to introduce ourselves. Are you already buying local? And if they say, yes, we do, then we, you know, don't. You know, we, we kind of say, OK, this is your floors, This is my floors, that kind of thing. So uh, and, and this is we're talking low volume. We're not talking bunches and bunches. And, I, and the only reason I'm bringing this out is because there may be growers out there who may not be able to pull all this together. But um, so what what I do is we we have a Facebook post. Uh, and there's several of us that say, okay, we're making a delivery on such and such a date. What have you got available? And people will write in, oh, you know, we ha- I'll have this, I'll have that, I'll have the other. And then the person who's responsible for delivering will say, well, I'll take this, I'll take that. Sometimes we pre sell Sometimes we just show up with buckets. Um, not a lot of buckets, you know, maybe six to ten buckets. And uh, then we just let the florist purchase whatever out of our buckets we make a record of, um, you know, did they buy my gumfrina? Did they buy somebody else's gumfrina? And then we come back and um, do the, uh, you know, financial part of it. We just, okay, you know, Emily gets this amount. Gail gets that amount. Fern gets this amount. Um, so it's, it's not to the degree that you're talking about, but it is a way to get, your, to get going by, uh, by uh, selling cooperatively that make sense
1: yeah and can i ask where you're located
3: uh in atlanta
1: okay in atlanta and can i ask um the driver who takes that stuff out do they receive the payment when they arrive at the at the floor
3: yes yes uh we'll have an invoice made up of everything that we're bringing the florist will uh choose what he wants we strike through, I mean, this is very low tech, right? We strike through what they didn't get. And then we recalculate that invoice and we get the check right there. Sure. And who does the florist make the check out to? Whoever is doing the delivery. Um, and then, uh, oh.
1: you,
3: you know, so then, then it's my responsibility to see that everybody gets what they I get.
1: see. So if yeah. you're farmer A and you're making the delivery, The floor, Mm -hmm. all the florists make the checkout to floor to Farmer A and then Farmer A distributes that money to the farmers.
3: That's right. And we do as a delivery person, I I get 20 percent of whatever I sell of other people's. Okay. so there's a little brokerage fee, you know, gas, you know, that kind of thing in there. So that's how so we're you, handling it for
1: now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Thank you for sharing that, Anne. I think you bring up a couple good points is that, you know, one is that there are, like I said, lots of different ways to to make selling together work. Um, and it's great that you all are, are doing that, even on a small scale or even, you know, on a, on a less formal scale. I think that's great. Um, one of the things, what was I just going to say about a bucket truck? I can't remember. It'll come back to me. Um, but yeah, thanks so much Anne, for sharing that. Oh, oh, one thing that I remember what I was going to say. Like mm-hmm. you were talking about the brokerage fee. Um, mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that I have seen with our um, co-ops that I've worked with and co-ops that we've been we've consulted with um, is that there is always sort of a a question about right, who is who is doing who's doing the work of the co-op? Who's doing who's doing the work, not just the farmers farming, but who is sending the availability list, who's taking the money, who's distributing the money. Um, And oftentimes, what I've seen is that co-ops sometimes struggle when they don't have a assigned person who is getting paid to make that happen. Um, Without being compensated, it, I think, becomes very challenging for any farm to step up and say, okay, I'll be the one to take on all of the administrative work of, of this group. Because, frankly, everyone is busy. Everyone is doing, you know, the business of their, their farm. And without, we've seen a big difference um, with one of the co-ops that we work with when they they hired a, a person to administer the work of the co-op. And um, for us as designers and as customers, we've seen huge difference in customer service once that person was hired and is getting paid and has no other job except to do the work of the co-op. And so that has been um, really great. But that is definitely something for people to think about is who is going to do the work of the co-op. Um, so yeah, thank you, Anne, so much for sharing. I really appreciate that.
2: All
3: right. Thanks,
1: Ellen. All right, anyone else have um, questions, comments? Any-
2: There's no uh, questions that I can see on the back channel.
1: Okay, um, going once, going twice, anyone. Okay, um, thanks every, oh, I have somebody here, let's see. Krista, let's see if I can get you on here, Krista. Hi. Hi, Krista. Hi. It's so nice to um, have you take my question. Yeah, thanks for being here. I am a first-year flower farmer, and I am um, setting up my business to sell
0: to florists and wedding and event designers, and I'm very interested in how I might find a co-op around me or uh, people who might be interested in forming a co-op near me.
1: Where are you located? I am located in uh, Oregon, in the Willamette Valley, uh, just outside of Salem. Hmm. Great! Thanks for joining us. So, is it very early for you? I guess it, it is five thirty a.m. Yeah, that's that's like my time. That's good. Um, okay, so one thing I would say is first, right, learning about who's out there, like what flower farmers are near you, and um, you can do that by the the ASCFG has a, has a list, has a directory, um, that is, um, you can search by location and you can just go to localflowers.org. That's the ASCFG's sort of outward facing website. Um, and you can search on there. Um, I think slow flowers also has a directory that you can search by location, um, And you could also reach out to the department of agriculture where you are to see if they have a list. Our department of agriculture has, um, a pretty extensive list of flower farmers in Maryland. So, um, our, our page is Maryland flower, Maryland growers.org. I think I should look that up. Um, so those would be ways to first just see who's out there. Um, And then maybe do some research on how those folks are selling. Um, You know, are there folks that are already selling to florists um, that you might be able to connect with? Um, You know, also, like, I know Instagram is, there's, like, lots of benefits and lots of downsides to Instagram, but, you know, searching, um, searching hashtags on Instagram for, like, wedding designers or floral designers in your area and see if they're posting anything about farmers that they're buying from. Um, And then I would say, you know, start contacting people and seeing, you know, if they, if they are interested. Um, Also, you know, always going to like farmer's markets and seeing if there's flower farmers there that might be interested. Um, If you haven't checked out that ASCFG article, I would check that out because that really does give a good, like how to get started um so i don't know
2: know, that might be when could you say i'm sorry to interrupt could you say again please the uh what the name of the article was there was someone on the back channel that also asked about that or where they might be able Mm -hmm. to find it
1: yes it is it's a four-part series so it's actually in four consecutive issues of the cut flower quarterly and it started the first one was in um the summer edition of 2020 And the article is called, hold on, I wrote it down, Cut Flower Cooperatives Stronger Together. And they really go through a good, like, what is a co-op? What are the structures? How to legally set it up? What are the roles? How do you make it work? Uh, What are the challenges? Um, It was a a really good series. Um, So Krista, that might be like a starting point to just find out like who's around, um, who they're selling to, and if they might be... Um, interested in? Uh, you could also check out. There is a um, Facebook page, and Jesse can maybe help me. Um, Farmer, yes, florist um, connection. Right. Is that the name?
2: Yeah, let me let me just verify because um, it, it's uh, it is a page that is um, affiliated with our group of pages. And it's called Florist Farmer Connection. And there's uh, just over uh, 2,600 members, it looks like right now. And they're spread out all over the country. Um, but you can get in there uh, once you join that group and, uh, you know, just put a post out and say, hey, is there anyone in this area that would like to, you know, go offline and talk to me about, you know, putting together a co-op or something like that. So um, I know I've done that before for my local uh region uh and so you know that's a good place to sort of um look for other people that are they're that similar minded so yeah it's called florist-farmer connection and it's a private facebook group and you can join it
1: some really um, great ideas guys i really appreciate it thank you thanks krista thanks for joining us um
3: mm-hmm. uh, jesse i have a, a quick question um and it's a technical issue. When I try to do the little text message to you, I go to the back channel and then I do the little um, paper, pen icon. Your name does not show up as someone that I can send a text to. How do I get your name in there?
2: Okay, so um, it could be that you need to uh, follow me Um, before that will come up, perhaps. Um, So if you haven't done that yet, I would say try that and then see if it
1: comes up. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, do we have any other comments or questions about cooperative selling this morning? Anyone? All right. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us today. If you have any comments later on, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, either at local color flowers or florist buying local flowers. Um, Send me a comment question and I'm happy to get back to you. So we will be back here next week, Tuesday, 8. AM and I will post our topic very soon. Um, and I hope you'll all join me again and tell your flower friends to join in um, as well. So everybody have a great week. Uh, keep flowering and uh, we'll s- talk again next week. Thanks everyone.
0: Thank you. All right, folks, you know, again, isn't it just beneficial? You don't know what you don't know, right? To, to talk to more people in different parts of the cut flower industry almost always sheds light on your little spot and how you're doing stuff. So I am gonna put in the show notes below this, um, you'll have a direct link to Ellen's um, Florist Buying Local Instagram page, the Florist Buying Local Facebook page, and also the direct link to Ellen's course which y'all, it is just, it's a great, I mean, it covers everything from marketing and how to do it. And um, I just really encourage you to go over there and take a look at the course and read some of her student reviews. And um, we have had right many flower farmers that have taken it because as I just mentioned, shedding light on other parts of the industry helps you to come, become more of an expert in your part of the industry. So friends, till we meet again, remember the gardenersworkshop.com is where you'll find lots of resources and all of our online courses. Till we meet again, friends, ciao.